Chapter 6 Tony and the Doctor Tony climbed back into his cab and watched Polly part run, part skip down the road and disappear out of sight. He let out an involuntary chuckle. What a morning. Tony wondered if he'd meet Polly again. He probably would. He was a cabbie. He could often see more than most. It was on account of the spare thinking time he got. Tiny pins of rain appeared on his windscreen. The sound was music to his ears. Nothing got bums on taxi seats like a bit of rain. He'd had enough fun for one morning. Mentally shaking himself, he switched on his phone. Almost immediately, it pinged through the next job, just over Putney Bridge in Fulham. He paused briefly to clean his glasses, then got on his way. Tony arrived outside the Erlingham Club. He'd not picked up anyone from here for years, and had almost forgotten to take the Napier Avenue approach due to the restricted access under Putney Bridge Station. Still, he'd made good time. The rain had now reached the heavy drizzle stage and was threatening a full storm. Tony peered out through his steamed-up window to spot his passenger. A very smartly dressed woman, Tony guessed in her early fifties, appeared outside and put up a large golfing umbrella. He beeped his horn and flashed his lights, and she made her way to the cab. He wondered who she might be. The Erlingham Club was not the most well-known private members' club, certainly not in Tony's circle of chums, but it was undoubtedly one of the most prestigious in the country. Whoever this lady was, she was well-connected. Tony's interest was tickled. Today was an exciting day. Good afternoon. Can you take me to 49 Farrington Road? Her voice had an upper-class ring to it, coupled with an air of authority. Years of experience had taught Tony the difference between business and pleasure. This trip was most definitely the former. Certainly. Jump on in. Tony beamed at her. They sat in silence for the first five minutes. Tony, naturally gifted at starting any conversation from scraps, asked, Have you had a good morning? The well-dressed woman looked up from her phone where she had been intently typing away. She caught his eye in the mirror of the taxi and looked back down at her phone. Manners were not high up on her undoubtedly vast skill set. She didn't even pretend not to hear him. Tony, however, was never one to be put off by a lack of response and decided to continue anyway. I've had a funny one myself. Really unusual, actually. He checked in the mirror again. This time, she didn't even bother to look up. Good, Tony thought. Bit of a challenge, this one. So, he went for something a little more provocative. Have you ever met an alien? He asked, seemingly from nowhere. The well-dressed woman looked up sharply and met his eye again. Tony, who'd expected a reaction, was surprised at the effect his words had. He didn't know why this had grabbed her attention, but he'd play on this a little more. Why do you ask me that? She said slowly, not once taking her eyes off him. It's just because of a curious incident that occurred to me and another passenger earlier today. He said, careful not to give away too much. She seemed to relax a little, but not entirely, as she asked, clearly despite herself. Why? What happened? It was the perfect opening. Tony launched headfirst into Polly's story, first explaining the code and then the small adventure of trying to find Donald. As he merrily chatted away, he became aware of how intently she was looking at him, almost a little incredulously, but more than that, she was fascinated. 
he became a little more cautious about exact details. He wasn't sure what stopped him exactly. Still, his early warning system told him that somehow the very well-dressed lady was connected into his story and keener to hear it than he found comfortable. And so that was my morning. Funny, eh? What about you, then? Had a busy one? Tony quickly concluded. The woman was clearly in no mood for small talk. The person that your passenger needed to find, did she say what his name was? She asked. Um, no, I don't think she said his name. Or maybe she did, I can't remember now. Tony tried to make a joke of it. The old mind isn't what it was. My Mrs. June, she says I'd forget me head if it wasn't screwed on, and... He was cut off mid-speech. Why did you ask me about aliens before and if I'd seen one? I thought you were going to tell me you'd met one yourself. She asked. Again, something about her tone and the way she was looking at him made Tony careful to answer. Ah, <laughs> he laughed. I haven't seen one. It was just Polly and me. I was the passenger. We were joking around and thought that Donald might be an alien. He was the one who gave her the code. To be honest, I think it was just a brother having a laugh. Nice one, Tony. He thought inwardly, kicking himself. He was not sure what he'd just given away, but he felt it was something pretty important. The well-dressed woman leaned back in her seat, looking as if she'd gotten what she needed from the conversation. Tony felt a bit nervous. He rarely spoke about other passengers in detail, but he'd been so excited and inspired by the morning events that it had seemed harmless to tell this woman about it. They didn't speak again until they pulled up outside the address in Farringdon. The building looked like an office, but it had no indication outside as to what went on behind its black, regal double doors. Here we are, then, said Tony, looking back at the woman. Thank you, she said, got out onto the street and waited for him to leave. Tony pulled away immediately, not wanting to display how uncomfortable he felt. A couple of streets away, he took out his little notebook and noted the time, date, pickup, and drop-off locations and a small description of the woman. He closed his book and wondered what had made him do it. Back on Farringdon Road, the well-dressed lady watched the cab disappear into the traffic and then quickly pulled up a contact on her phone and rang it. Hello, is that Dr. Cardolpe? It's Dr. Matlock. We need to meet this afternoon. After a brief pause, she continued, Yes, it's urgent. I would like you to take me through the full details of the pickup. We have some interesting developments we need to discuss. There was another brief pause after which Dr. Matlock added, 4 p.m. will be acceptable. Oh, and one more thing. I need you to move him into lockdown mode before our meeting at 4 p.m. And with that, Dr. Matlock hung up and entered the grand building, kicking angrily at the wooden door as she did so. Someone was for it. <laughs>